time to go inside the three. A product of JJM Media and produced by Anchor and Spotify Podcasts, our three analysts cover the latest news and games regarding the NFL and football in general. This podcast is not affiliated with the NFL in any form and should not be reproduced in any form without the expressed written approval from JJM Media. It's been a long journey, especially in, if you're talking in the NFL perspective, but we've finally made it. The Big Dance Super Bowl Sunday. We're coming up. We're just a few short days away, and we could not be as more. Even you know, we could be more excited than you are, and I think we are. And this is going to be a very special episode of Inside the Three. We welcome you back, Jake, JT, and Mark once again joining you. And guys, we only have one game to analyze. It, it, it's we've come a long way, and by we've, I mean the NFL, the world, <laughs> if you will. Um, and it, it it wasn't expected that we would get to this point, but. Now we're here. Uh, Jake, Mark, we'll start. I, I just got to ask you, man. What's it like knowing that we've reached the Super Bowl after all the drama that has been caused over the past year? Drama, COVID-19, anything and everything under the sun the NFL had to deal with this year. Some events was handled better than others. Whether you like it or not, we're here. We have two teams. Whether you like the teams or not, that's what we're dealing with. We have one team who's representing there's themselves for the first time being a home representative in the Super Bowl. You have another team who's trying to beat young guns and outshow outshine the veteran talents. Who's going to come through? That's what we're here to figure out. Yeah. JT, what's your reaction finally making Super Bowl Sunday? I love it, man. Seriously, I, I love it. it. The fact that we were literally, what, a half hour, maybe hour away from not even having a season in general to go, what, 18, 19 weeks, 20 weeks, whatever it may be, just to get to this point, just to get to Super Bowl, Bowl 55, I've, I'm excited, man. And it's it, it doesn't get any better than this. Mark, you said it best. We For the first time at 55 Super Bowls, we finally have a team hosting in the Super Bowl. Well, or the home team actually is, or the home team is actually playing in their home stadium. Them. Got those words mixed up, but still, it's exciting to see. It's exciting to hear. Or like you said, love them or hate them, it's gonna be a hell of a matchup, and it's gonna be a hell of a fight. Yeah, not every Sunday can be Easter, and you know, this is one of those. This is an exception to that theory. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I almost said Tampa Bay Rays. What the hell? I'm in baseball mode already, guys. Um, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be returning to their home stadium to host Super Bowl Fifty Five. Um, but there was a lot of controversy, especially earlier this week, uh, when a barber almost caused the downfall of the Kansas City Chiefs. I was waiting to see how Tom Brady would get uh, blamed for that one, but uh, it seems that they've nipped it in the bud a little bit. I think Eric Kilgore is probably the only star that they'll be missing on Sunday, so Chiefs should be good to go. Buccaneers are at full strength. Um, so with that being said, how we're going to do today's show, since you know this is a weird scenario how we only have one game to analyze, we got some topics to fill the show, and then at the end, you got to wait till the end for our pick and who we're going to go with. Um, so without further ado, let's talk some discussion points for uh, Super Bowl Sunday. There's some general ones, and then there's some relating to the game. But the first one, um, one thing I want to know, 
and we're going to give our three bets at one time. But the three bets that we should, that people should consider, because the swing of things, the modern shift has been more along as sports betting now that things have gotten, now it's gotten more legal around the United States. Um, FanDuel, DraftKings, you've got all these uh, bookies opening up, and now people are taking advantage of sports betting. So with that being said, we're going to transition a little bit of that too and put our takes out there about what we should consider when it comes to this this Sunday and how you look at the uh, bet uh, the uh, the bet book. So Mark, let's start with you. Uh, what are some what are three of your bets that people should consider going into Super Bowl Sunday? I mean, one of the bets that I would take is I would say both tight ends, both Rob Gronkowski and a uh, you're a uh, tight end for Kansas City there. Both of them, Travis Kelsey, will get touchdowns this weekend. If you look at how how the, both teams utilize their offense, and both of them are very, very key players in their offense, where they're blocking, where they're being utilized for short emergency routes when the quarterback's in trouble, where they're bailing them out, where they're being actually set up for design plays for them. These Both of these tight ends have huge potential to score and show up for their uh, uh, teams this weekend. My second bet that I'll go on, is the winning team will not have the most passing yards. And and the reason why I say this is is, is you got to look at everything as a whole. We, we talk about the NFL, and we need teams that are balanced to show up in postseason and in the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay finished the year right, fifth-ranked defense overall. Kansas City finished with the 11th-ranked defense overall. And if you look at uh, Kansas City defense, barely barely survived at home against Cleveland and barely survived against Buffalo until they really took it into overdrive on the offense. For me, I'm going to say that I would go in that the winning team is not going to have the most passing yards. And the last one that I'm definitely going to be interested in is there will be zero two-point conversions converted. Listen, two-point conversions this year in the NFL has gone up and it's been going up continuously over the past few seasons in the NFL. However, with a game that has such high stakes as this, coaches got to realize, and we've seen it happen multiple times this year, how the analytics come back and bite coaches to where they should have gone for a field goal. Packers, prime example, instead of kicking the field goal, they should let Aaron Rodgers take it on fourth down. You need to be smart and know when to gamble at the right time. Don't automatically think, oh, go for two just because the analytics say it. No, no, no. Get guaranteed points on the board, even though to say kicking is guaranteed is, is, is a stretch anymore, especially with some of these kickers in the league. But all I'm going to say, no two-point conversions are going to be successful this weekend. All right, and uh, those are pretty good bet lines. JT, what do you got? So the first bet I'm actually going to go for is I'm actually going to go ahead. I'm going to go with an alternate point line and or an alternate total. I'm looking on DraftKings right now. And right now for a plus 60 or for alternate point totals uh, over 60 or 60, 60 and a half, actually, if you think about it, if you were to put down, uh, it's a plus 155 and a plus 160. So say, for example, you just go ahead, you put put down 10 bucks, you're going to be winning 26 right there. And both of these offenses obviously have more than enough of to get more than 30 points for you. So if you want to play risky, go ahead, go for 60, go for over 60 points on total points scored. Because like I said, both these teams have more than enough to put up 60 points throughout the game, especially with the over, 
or under, or especially with the under starting at 42 and a half F and people saying, and analysts saying, or bet experts, whatever you want to say, going for under 42 and a half is the most points they're going to score. So definitely chance that a little bit and try and go for 60. Cause again, both offenses have plenty in top up of them for getting it. Um, another bet that people want to take, or actually might want to consider taking is going for Super Bowl MVP. Now, this could be a potential, it could be a uh, make or break for some people. Well, but for me, I feel like this is definitely something that could be happening. Now, obviously, the, the safe bet would be Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. Place a bet down on either one of them. Um, right now, most of my real quick, all my bets are coming off of DraftKings with the plus and minuses. Right now, Tom Brady's a plus two ten. So again, a, a five dollar bet on him would be uh fifteen dollar would be about a fifteen dollar payout. But I would definitely look at going for uh if you have Kansas City and you're heavily thinking that Kansas City is going to win. And personally, I think Brady might get it for Tampa Bay. But I think we definitely could see a wide receiver or or somebody who is not a quarterback get it this year. So I, I would definitely look at someone like Tyreek Hill, oh, who's a plus 1,200 award winner. Er, and again, a 12, a payout for that one, it's a 130, you bet 10, it's a $130 payout. Oh, and Tyreek Hill has been playing out of his mind to where or he actually can put himself in the situation like that. Patrick Mahomes has been struggling as of late. He, and who has been his guy to go to when he's been struggling? It's been Tyreek Hill. So could definitely place down the bet for Tyreek Hill. Could even go for somebody who isn't really projected. I mean, even if you really wanted to, who for the Bucks? If you really wanted to shoot one out there, shoot for. And this is gonna kill me to say, go for the former Pittsburgh Steeler. Go for Antonio Brown. Oh, he's a plus six thousand right now. Oh, you bet a dollar for him to win. In Super Bowl MVP, that's $61 on the payout right there. He could easily, he, he could easily, he, Antonio Brown, get it because this is a redemption tour for AB. He, and how much of a middle finger would it be for the, for not only he, the Pittsburgh Steelers, but for the NFL in general, well, to say that this clown um, is Super Bowl MVP? And I say that with, in a sense, much love. Of, uh, and the final bet I'm actually going to go for is one that actually, what one that I feel like could, could be a little bit beneficiary. Yeah, I would definitely take a look, look at, at honestly, let's go with halves. I would honestly say, look at the over under or, or actually, no, let me go ahead. Let me change that real quick. Let me change that. This one's going to be a cop-out. Most underrated a bet to go with, go with the coin toss. You legitimately have a 50-50 shot of getting it right. And this year, honestly, it's a negative 103 for both. both. But literally, you can bet on three things when it comes down to the coin toss. You can bet it on the outcome, who wins it, and if somebody properly calls it correct. Honestly, as much as that's a cop-out bet, it's been so successful over the years that we've actually seen that there are people have been people that literally have won big money off of it. So 
I gotta go ahead. I gotta go with that. I gotta go with hit the coin toss on that one for my last bet. I'm glad someone mentioned the coin toss because I was actually gonna pick that as one of mine. So I'll just keep it going with that. I do think that with a 50-50 shot, it's a very good shot at, you know, if you're looking to, you know, bet somewhat easily, I think the coin toss is definitely a good route to go with. Um, I mean, as you mentioned, JT, it's a 50-50 shot, so you're good either way. One of the other bets I was thinking about taking is for the game to be tied at some point. Um, I was looking, especially at halftime, because I was looking at um, VSIN, V-S-I-N, can't really think I can't really read what the company name is but um their two analysts picked it to be tied and the one guy named Thule um last year was 10-10 at halftime and then when the Patriots and Rams squared off in 53 it was tied at three so you got to think that the theme there is going to continue on that the game could be tied at some point so I'm going to get I'm, I think that's going to be a safe bet and going with that we mentioned the scoring there was at least one field goal at least in all of them and I think another one that really needs to be uh, put out there, and this is only going to be one-sided, but I think it's the most accurate. I think you got to look at Harrison Butker and how well he's been this season. I would say go with him, bet on him putting down two field goals maybe. And if you need to get really, really specific, I'd say go in the first half. We've we've seen it how many years now that the defense always picks up in the first half, and it's an offensive showcase in the second um, especially with last year. Um, and then I always throw back to 28 to three, how it was more of a, the offenses seemed to come, come more alive in the second half of play. So I would definitely put my money down on kickers really shining out in these, in the first half of this one. Um, I'm not saying that these offenses are bad, but I think that the fire and spark will come in the second half to make things a little bit more interesting. But guys, we always talk about the bets, but I'm sure, you know, you and I can really agree on this, and I can definitely back this up 100%. Um, when it comes to the Super Bowl, or the big game, because I rem- I forgot, Super Bowl is now copywritten, but who the hell cares? Um, there's always a Super Bowl party, and yes, while COVID is still a thing, things are going to look a little bit more different. But with Dr. Fauci saying, lay low, pretty much saying, have a small gathering, don't have that big of a gathering, and just don't go hog wild on it. We all know how people are going to be. There's going to be Super Bowl parties, whether it's big or small, um, or maybe even none at all. But the one thing that's apparent each year is a food food choice. And I think that aside from Thanksgiving, the Super Bowl comes up second in terms of holidays that has the best food. And then when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about best quantity and quality. Um, it's kind of like combining Sheets and Wawa. You get the best of both worlds. And by that, I mean Sheets has better quantity but I think Wawa has a little bit more quality. We can save that for a future episode, but um, we ought to think that the selection will be wide this year, especially for those coming through. Uh, so, Mark, I'm going to go over to you first with my next question. What are two to three foods, maybe a couple more, that you should look at for having a very successful Super Bowl party this year? Listen, every time when I can get a chance to either go to a Super Bowl party or host one, I always want to see a nice chili on the table, whether that's a vegetarian chili or a beef chili. Uh, if you're lucky enough to get your hands on some venison, then you definitely do venison chili. Listen, chili for me just screams uh, Super Bowl. It's it's nice. It's warm. It's hearty. It's really filling. It's just great for the atmosphere. It really fits in well. Um, to go with that, I you typically want something a little bit on the sweeter side. Obviously, you don't want to get into desserts or anything like that, especially if you're going like alcoholic beverages. 
Uh, a nice fruit salad with some yogurt is always a nice refresher, nice to clean the palate, perfect for that. And then you have the classic veggie tray with dip, can't go wrong with that, carrot, celery, nice dip to go with that, broccoli, you name it, you're all set there. Um, of course, favorite snack is popcorn, gotta love that popcorn, nice salty, buttery, can't get enough of that popcorn. JT, I'll pass it over to you. I see me and Mark went on two completely different routes. So uh, the, the first thing you got to have at your Super Bowl party, whether it's you, whether you're talking about it or not, you got to have some form. And th- this is another cop out answer. You got to have some form of, form of wings, whether it's, you know, whether it's boning, whether you're boneless, what, whatever you may like, or even if it's a buffalo wing dip. Ip, all right. You, you got to have it. It, honestly, personally, he, that's something that uh, when you talk Super Bowl, when you talk Super Bowl, you think three foods. Or even when you talk football, you talk, you're talking pizza, you're talking beer, and you're talking wings. Ings. Those are the three things you got to have at a Super Bowl party. He, but for me, I'm not going to go with pizza because, again, that's a cop-out answer in my opinion. And, but then again, I've been giving cop-out answers this whole episode. But for me, you got to go with the wing. With something on the lines of wings, whether it's like I said, whether it's a wing dip or whether it's, you know, oh, bone in wings, boneless wings, wings. Uh, personally, we don't judge you, oh, whichever category you are. Or right, so I gotta go ahead. I gotta go with a, a good wing dip or something like that. Or like I said, wings. Um, my next thing, another cop out answer. You gotta get a big thing of nachos and. We're not talking just cheese. You got to go all out on those nachos. You got to get beans. You got to get your meat. You got to get your, your pico de gallo. You got to get your guacamole, your sour cream. You got to get the fixings on there or to make it look right, right, in my opinion. Because honestly, you can't go wrong with a, a big bowl of nachos any week for Sunday. But honestly, he, he, but honestly, yeah, make those nachos look like something. And out of the ordinary, put whatever the hell you want to put on them. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Everybody's going to find something on that nacho platter or that you will love. And honestly, for me, last thing I'm going to go with, I'm going to just go straight out uh, and say it like this, is, folks, you got to go out there here, and you got to bring out, out the beer. Here. I know it's not a food, but you got to bring out the a beer. That's a good one. On personally, Bud Light, Coors Light, either or, or or even Corona if you want to go with it. But for me, if I can't go with a beer for my final food, that's cool. Well, third and final food you got to go with. If personally, this has honestly been one of my most underrated foods, foods, and this is something that I feel like I could be, you know, another sponsored. You got to get the. And I know I brought up nachos, but you also got to get the bag of Doritos out, man. And whether it's Cool Ranch, whether it's the sweet chili, sweet chili nachos, or whether it's the nacho cheese, whichever one, you got to have that big bowl of Doritos on the table. Oh, oh, and at least East, maybe, maybe three or four bags at, at minimum, because trust me, those Doritos go fast for you this year. I'm sorry, I'm having way too much fun in chat right now. Um, <laughs> but 
<laughs> Mark's, Mark's, Mark is going to have PTSD from this episode, but um, to get my mind off that, I like those choices, JT. You mentioned the pizza, wings, and beer. I'm going to go a little bit further. I think there's only one true king when it comes to getting Super Bowl Sunday pizza. Papa John's, dude. Those thing, those pizzas are on another pl- are on another level of quality, if you ask me. Uh, I always fancy myself a nice sausage pizza from there with the garlic so- or the garlic sauce. I think that's a part. That's an unmatched. Uh, it's an unmatched order right there. Wings I normally get from like a local pizzeria, it's just because you know I think I feel like the local wings taste way better in quality than in terms of like a conglomerate like that. But if you're looking pizza, go Papa John's. Another thing I think is really underrated that I think more people should consider serving at a Super Bowl party, green bean casserole. Listen, I wasn't much of a fan of it, but this past Christmas I had it for the first time over at my girlfriend's house whenever we had Christmas Day dinner, and her mom made it perfectly. And I really think that if people are looking for a nice smoky, I say smoky because that's the first word that comes to my mind when I taste it, but a nice creamy dish, I think green bean casserole is definitely one that not many people think of because they're so focused on like Mark said the chili or like you the pizza and wings but I think if you want a nice side dish that green bean casserole is prime for the taking then my final one I think you got to look at it with a more of a unique type of dish I go more of a side dish here you guys mentioned a lot of entrees so I'll go with how to complement these my third one's going to be it's a it's a casserole but it's with broccoli cheese and rice now I know what you're thinking that may not sound too appetizing but if you get if you if you follow a nice recipe and you do it just perfectly it's it's a perfect side dish and if you you can make a lot of it with like at very little cost and I think that's what a lot of people look at is how cost effective are these dishes considering the I I, I don't want to say recession but with the whole uh, drop in economy last year or over the past year if you're looking to get more bang for your buck, I think that's an easy side dish to make. It's easy. You can find it online um, or you could just bake it up, you know, toss it all in like a baking pan and there you go. But those are all good dishes. I think we, uh, I think we know exactly what we're talking about when it comes to what food you should eat along with the game. But people like to be analytical while they watch the game. What, you know, be the couch coach, as we mentioned with Gus Ferrat a few episodes ago. If you haven't heard that, please go check that out. I'm going to throw that in and I'm going to plug that episode as much as possible just because I love that. JT actually got a Gus Farad jersey. JT, how's that? How's that jersey treating you, man? Oh, I freaking love it, man. (laughs) And it is, dude, it came with the, it's the small things that make me happy. Ian, I got a little Redskins helmet with it. Oh, shouldn't say that too loud. Probably just offended half of our viewers. There's, (laughs) Sorry. We lost half our population because I said that. But, no, seriously, it's a great jersey. Having Gus on on was – honestly, it, it was a hell of an experience. Honestly, I might wear the jersey on Sunday. Who knows? Oh, well, it's good to hear that that jersey's treating you out well. He got it off eBay, and I think it was a steal. It's a lucky find, but um, if you do, send a picture and we'll tweet it. But um, one thing that we all like to be as couch coaches for Super Bowl Sunday, you know, what we could do better if we were on the team – Versus what we couldn't do better. So with that being said, let's analyze it a little bit. While we eat the chili, the pizza wings, green bean casserole, and beer, what are some keys to the games that we're going to be looking out for as we're stuffing our gullets? Mark, let's start with you. Keys to the game. You could honestly pick anything and everything under the sun. 
for me, one of the keys that I'm going to be watching is coaching. Coaching always for me makes a difference. Um, we're going to see who can be, who can respond better uh, this week for coaching. Obviously you have Arians, Leftwich, um, Todd Bowles over there at Kansas with the, uh, the Bucks. Then you have over with the uh, Chiefs, you have the enemy and Andy Reid there. Um, it, for To see Tampa Bay come in and go through into the playoffs, they beat the Saints, who they lost to two times prior over in the regular season. You have Tampa Bay who goes and they win all three games that they need to win in order to get to the Super Bowl on the road against quality competition of Washington, the Saints, at Green Bay, at Lambeau Field, and now they're home. The Bucks. this is huge. you got to utilize, though, for Tampa Bay, you got to utilize your rushing attack. you got to rush more than 19 times than the Browns did. You By doing that, you'll keep Patrick Mahomes on the bench where he belongs. Tampa Bay needs to utilize a balanced attack in order to win this game. You just adjusted and beat the Saints, like I said prior. Now do the same versus the Kansas City Chiefs. For the Bucs, the difference makers has to be the defense, and, and it has to be. Listen, this year, on the when uh, Tampa Bay was on the road, right, they're 5-3. and three. Just throughout the playoffs, they're 3-3. Three and three. For Kansas City, this may be a blessing in disguise. The Chiefs are 8-0 on the road, and they're 2-2 two two throughout the playoffs this year. Maybe it's a blessing that, that Kansas City is going to be on the road for this game, technically speaking. Kansas City, their keys to the game are they need to protect your quarterback. They need to win in the trenches, and you cannot win this game rushing with the running backs. Kansas City needs to be a gunslinging team, and Patrick Mahomes need be, needs to be able to scramble. Having a player out of Fisher on the offensive line is huge. Can Tampa Bay take that weakness and use that and turn that, turn that against Kansas City? I think they can. If Tampa Bay can dominate in the trenches on the defensive line with Pierre Paul and everybody else who's there, it's going to be a long night for the Kansas City Chiefs. I really, really like Tampa Bay going into this matchup. JT? Yeah, no, so for me, it, the, the first thing I went with, and this one was pretty obvious for me, it, it, the first thing that comes to mind when it comes to a key to the game, it's got to be Bruce Aarons. We obviously know, and is it, as much as it kills a lot of people to say this, it doesn't kill me to say this, because personally, I'll say this all the time. I'm, I think Andy Reid is probably the best coach in the NFL. I don't care what anybody says. As Look at his past track record. Or the man has done it all. All right? He finally won his Super Bowl. Long deserved. Long overdue for the man. And like I said, I think he's probably the best coach in the NFL. All right now. All right? I Sue me for it. Hate me for it. I don't care. It's a fact that everybody needs to live with. And nobody's been bringing it up. All right? Hey. So it's no doubt in my mind that Bruce Aarons is going to be outcoached. The only thing that Bruce needs to do is honestly just prove that he can hang around for a little bit enough. Of That's my I thing with Bruce Aarons. He needs to hang around with Andy Reid. There's no reason for Aarons to think that he's going to get outcoached. That's my... I think, and that's been my niche on Tampa Bay all year. I've been saying it since the beginning. Can Bruce Aarons make it to the Super Bowl? Can he make it to the AFC cha- or NFC Championship game? Can he make it to the NFC Divisional Round? Um, can he even make the playoffs? Can he win the division? He already proved one of those things wrong. 
own yes, he's in his own he's in his own backyard. I get that. But at the same time, you're playing with one of the guy you're playing with a guy who's been playing unbelievable this year in terms of Tom Brady for a guy who's what, 43 already? He and considering playing past 45. Like, are you kidding me? That's unheard of. Of now, the other thing I want to point out, and the one thing I want to get it mentioned that needs to also be a key for Tampa Bay is it has to be that defensive front. It has to be the Shaquille Barrett. It's got to be JPP, and it's got to be Devin White. Those three guys need to step up, and they need to pressure Kansas City's these offensive line. And you can't get Patrick Mahomes comfortable. Oh, and honestly, you got to find a way to trap Patrick Mahomes because a, we've seen it before. A mole Patrick Mahomes is just as deadly as a a stationary Patrick Mahomes, and that's something that we've come to learn. And honestly, it's no shock because we're going to be seeing guys like we're going to see Chris or Carlton Davis. He's probably going to be up on. On who would we want to say? He's probably going to be up on, let's go maybe Tyreek. They're probably going to throw Davis on. on, And then you also got, and then you got uh, Jameel Dean. He's probably going to be he hanging around there too. So you got to make sure or that everybody is covered, that your ass, when it comes down to corners, when it comes down to safeties, whatever it may be, you need to make sure that your defense is on point and ready for this pass, fast-paced is Kansas City offense because Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, they love to run a fast tempo offense. And honestly, he over the past couple of weeks haven't really been facing that. I think the closest we've seen to them facing a fast paced offense, probably Washington. In, but even then, and there was a little bit of a scare, in my opinion, in against Tampa Bay. And again, if it's not for a couple missed calls, maybe, maybe a couple little missed opportunities, even on Washington's part. We could be hearing a different story in that Washington game. But for me, those are my keys for Tampa Bay. Kansas City, it's simple. You got to go fast, and you got to make sure you get Brady as little time as possible when nearing the end of a half or even the end of the game if the game is close. All right, you want to give them at least 45 seconds, maybe? 45 seconds to a minute. At most, and that's even pushing it because honestly, I hate saying this. Tom Brady's probably the best at the two minute drill. Oh, he seriously is, and that's probably where he's his most dangerous. You want to give Tom Brady as little time as possible, but you also don't want to pull an Atlanta Falcons where if you actually have a 25 point lead, don't keep throwing the damn football, only throw it when necessary, only on third downs. Owns. Run the football when you can. Get Clyde Edward Hilaire involved. Get everybody involved. Get the running game up and make sure that everybody actually pays attention. And because honestly, and get and also get some time. I am like I said, for your guys in the back on the offensive line. Because yes, one of your guys is down with COVID, but that is something that you don't really need to worry about out a lot because. It's one missing piece. Go to your stronger side. And then, honestly, for Andy Reid, it's just coach how you coached in the past against Tom Brady. Andy Reid has probably been one of the few quarterbacks that's made Tom Brady look mortal 
impactful. And honestly, he can do it again this year. So for me, it's a fat for Kansas City again. It's Andy Reid got to play to his strengths and just be the better head coach that we all know he is, is and do what he did that got him the win last year, or and go for a fast paced offense with giving Tom Brady as little time with the football as possible because time of possession in this game is going to be huge. I'm going to take this from the defensive standpoint again. Um, well, starting with the well, first my overall key to the game is. For Andy Reid, you got to limit Patrick Mahomes to the pocket only. You can't let him scramble. can't let him get open because he will find a receiver. He's got that core. Um, he's got a few people that could be under the radar if not covered well. Um, but here's my thing. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you got to penetrate that O-line and get to Mahomes quick. You guys, are, you guys were near the top in passing, but you were the top in rushing. Don't focus your attention on the running game because... If it's been an indicator all year, that's sort of broken, sort of a broken scheme. So obviously they're going to try to pass a little, little bit more. And if anyone's going to run, it's going to be Mahomes. So you got to limit him. you got to get to him quick. Can't piss around. And I think with Ndamukong Su, Vita Vie, and Jason Pierre-Paul, you have some guys that can do that. So you have a viable defense that can get to there. And then also, if I were them, I think this is going to be the most underrated matchup if you're gonna put the safety on anybody, you gotta put Jordan Hill on Tyreek or Jordan. Damn it, I just had his name. He was a pit product too. I just saw him. Jordan Whitehead. You gotta put Whitehead on Tyreek Hill. He, in my opinion, has been the biggest breakout candidate for the Tampa Bay defense in the in the postseason. So I think putting him on Tyreek Hill might be a little more helpful, and that way you can diversify the defensive scheme a little bit more to where you can focus on other areas. Not saying stick to man coverage for him but at the same time you want to put your best on the best and I think Whitehead's going to be hugely effective if you put him on Tyreek Hill for the Chiefs JT you mentioned don't let Tom Brady throw you can't allow him too much time to throw because obviously he's going to find somebody and obviously with all the weapons around him that's very possible um, if I were Tampa Bay I would avoid using the run as much as possible not saying Fournette and Jones can't do it but you're, as I mentioned, like you're going up, uh, like it's sort of broken. Not saying it's too broken, but Fournette didn't really catch fire till the postseason. Jones has been okay throughout the year. He's had some spots wherever he hasn't. Um, but at the same time, I also think the Buccaneers have a little bit of trouble because I think they're going to know that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be a little bit more prepared for for uh, a little bit of a, a pass game. So um, here's my thing. I'm going to keep it short and simple. For the Chiefs, if you want to win, don't allow Brady time in the pocket. Put White Whitehead on um, Tyreek Hill. I'm sorry, I keep screwing that up. It We record late again, so <laughs> let me restart that. For the keys to the game, for the Chiefs, get to Brady, don't let him in the pocket. Cover every receiver they can. Limit them to the ground and be a brick wall up front. For the Buccaneers, Arians, you got to outcoach Andy Reid. That's one of those big things. JT mentioned it about how he's probably one of the best coaches of all time, and I agree. Um, he just doesn't get the love he deserves because of lack thereof of Super Bowl wins. Um, so Arians, you got to outcoach him. This is your time to shine, man. Um, then you also got to limit Mahomes to to the pocket only. Allow him some time, but I think if your defensive coverage holds up, you might be able to get to him a little quicker. And with that defensive line that you have. I think you'll be fine. You just gotta you can't let him scramble. That's the biggest thing. 
make sure Kelsey's covered too. Because if Hill's covered by Whitehead, you got to have somebody covering Kelsey. Force them to stay on the ground. Edwards Hilaire's coming back. He's off an injury. Bell has been pretty much underperforming. So make them run the ball. And don't let them kick. Because Butker is pinpoint accuracy. Those are my keys. Finally got there after me stumbling over myself a few times. But we're going to go on to the next subject. And this is going to switch it up a little bit than what's marked in the itinerary. But for transition purposes, we're going to go with this. Um, I want to ask you guys... A key player, this is not your MVP pick, okay? This is not your MVP pick for any team. This is just a key player who needs to step up and have a huge game. Mark, send it to you first. I'm going to do a little bit of reverse key player. I'm going to tell you a key missing player, Eric Fisher, offensive tackle, Kansas City Chiefs, two-time Pro Bowl or one-time Super Bowl champion. Back in week three against Baltimore at Baltimore, Fisher was targeted by Patrick Mahomes for a two-yard touchdown pass in 2016. Eric Fisher signed a four-year contract extension with the Kansas City Chiefs worth upwards of $63 million. Suffered an Achilles injury last week against Buffalo, or excuse me, two weeks ago against Buffalo, ruling him out for this game. This is a huge huge piece that the Kansas City Chiefs are missing now on their offensive line. Yes, they have other players that they could shift around and bring up to compensating that kind of thing, but you cannot overestimate not having Eric Fisher there on that offensive line. This is going to be a huge weakness that can the Tampa Bay Buccaneers exploit. If they can exploit this with Eric Fisher not being there, this is almost a very, very good chance that Tampa Bay gets it. For me, this offensive line has got to hold up the Tampa Bay Buccaneers rushing attack that's going to be presenting that they're coming in on the blitzes. If they can't do that, it's going to be a long night for that offensive line. It's going to be a long night for Patrick Mahomes. Key missing player has to be Eric Fisher. JT, who's your key players? You know what? For me, my key player on... Actually, it's going to be two guys that are going to be counterfeiting each other. For me, it for me on Tampa Bay, it's going to be Antonio Brown. Um, that's got to be my key player because honestly, like I, I said it earlier, or this has got to be a big middle finger to just everybody in the NFL and just everybody in that Pittsburgh Steelers organization, even in because or even. Even the New England Patriots and honestly the Oakland Raiders as well, or Las Vegas Raiders, whatever. Because this is a guy that honestly was suspended multiple times, might I add. Didn't get to play most of the season. Played, gotten like what, week nine, week 10, just about out when he signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Has been his absolute game changer in a sense. And honestly, in more ways than one, in my opinion has been kind of quiet for Tampa Bay over the past past couple weeks. Now, a lot of people will turn around and say, well, he really hasn't had that many targets and everything like that. He's just getting into it and everything like that. That's great. But during the regular season, he had just as many attempts as Gronkowski. He had 45, and he, he went for 483 yards. For me, it's simple. Like I said, Antonio Brown, he's got to prove himself over the next X couple of old days and everything like that and prove that he still has it against new Orleans. He only had one reception for 10 yards, Washington, two receptions for 
for 49 yards. You can't be doing that. And he was unheard of against Green Bay. Don't know if he was out or not. Probably was. But still, oh, if you want to be a key wide receiver in this game, you got to start doing stuff like that. Hey, you got to start having your big games like your 11 and catches for 138. You got to start being open. You got to be the Antonio Brown that you were in Pittsburgh. And honestly, if he's the Antonio Brown we see in Pittsburgh, there's going to be a lot of problems on on defense for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, my opposing player, this one was tough for me, but this one I'm going to go with two. I'm going with Prashad Breeland and Tyron Matthew. The reason I'm picking on those two as much is because Prashad Breeland is most likely going to be the one that's put on Antonio Brown. Oh, that's no secret. And if anything, Tyron, and if anything, if Brashawn gets burned out by AB, he, Tyron's going to have to switch on. If not, Tyron's going to be put on, on Mike Evans for a height matchup. And honestly, for those two, it's going to be a case of going step for step with your guy. I right, going into your zone. And there was a reason why Tyron Matthew led the Chiefs in interceptions with six this season. So for me, it's simple. Oh, both those guys got to play lockdown defense this year. Hasn't really been seen a lot up from the Chiefs secondary, but really for me, like I said, Ed, those guys got to step up big time for the Chiefs. My picks center around a lot of the unsung heroes. Um, I'm going to start over with Tampa Bay. I think the key player for him is going to be Jason Pierre-Paul on defense. We've talked a lot about the offense that Tam- that Tom Brady's surrounded with, but we also got to think about those who are giving up the ball or giving up points on the other side. And I think Jason Pierre-Paul, I think, is a good leader. Everybody says that the Giants regret- should should be regretting getting rid of him, and I agree. Um, I looking at how Pierre-Paul plays, he's ruthless, and I think he's going to bring like a Chase Young mentality. He wants Tom Brady. He wants to set- shut the goat down. He wants to cement the legacy of Arians and Brady and this whole ragtag band of, not misfits, but ragtag band of uh, players from basically all sorts of player of places on the, in the league. And they want to win a Super Bowl, be the underdogs, and upset the reigning defending champions. So I think Jason Pierre-Paul is going to be able to... Um... Oh, thank you, JT. JT corrected me in the chat. I said he has like the Chase Young mentality of wanting Brady, but he actually wants Mahomes because he does play for Tampa Bay. So thank you for that. But um, yes, he does want to, he does want Mahomes. He wants to shut him down. He wants to shut down Andy Reid. And I think he's a good leader to do so. He proved it over in New York when he was with the Giants. Um, but over for the Kansas City Chiefs, this one might be, ca- my catch is a bit of surprise. It's going to, mine's pick's going to be Austin Reader. Daniel Kilgore is most likely going to miss the game. And I think he was going to be painted as the starting center. But due to COVID-19, he was getting a haircut. He was in mid-haircut, but they pulled the barber because he tested positive. So now Kilgore has not only a place on the reserve list this Sunday, but he also has a very bad haircut. Um, But Austin Reeder has a big challenge now. He can't swap out snaps with Kilgore. He's got to take more of the brunt, and he's got to protect Mahomes. Uh, So a lot of this falls on him now. He's got to make sure that his quarterback stays protected has enough time, and he's able to block efficiently and for a long period of time. So Reader and Pierre-Paul are my two impact players. But we talked about the impact players. Now it's time to talk about the one player 
and we're going to name two possibilities, one from the Chiefs, one from the Buccaneers, um, who could be named Super Bowl MVP. Now, obviously, in in recent years, it's been the quarterback, it's been the story of them, but maybe we got some different picks. Mark, we'll start with you. Do you got something different for us? I'll start with something different. If you're looking for the Kansas City Chiefs, it's got to be Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey has to be the difference maker. If the the Buccaneers defense is going to be successful, they're going to shut down Mahomes from him being able to run, and they're going to be able to not necessarily shut down um, Tyreek Hill, but able to neutralize and keep him under control. Yeah, he still may get some catches in the yards and stuff like that, but he won't be as explosive. Clyde edwards Lair is still playing a little bit hurt. Um, could he still be a factor? Yes, no, depending on how well his legs are. Um, it, it's got to be Travis Kelsey. He has to be the difference maker on that offense. He's been reliable for you all year long, and he's got to come up big one more time for you in the Super Bowl. He's going to be, if the Chiefs win, he's going to be the Super Bowl MVP for the Chiefs. Going over to the Buccaneers, I'm going to say it, and we're not going to mince it. It's, it's got to be Tom Brady. Listen, we've had this debate multiple times when – Tom Brady left New England. Who was the one that was responsible for a new and the success in New England? If I could talk straight, that would be even better. Was it Tom Brady or was it Bill Belichick? Honestly, Tom Brady made the playoffs. The Bucks got a fifth seed. Patriots sat seven and nine behind the Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. And the Dolphins were one game out of the playoffs at 10 and six. Tom Brady went on the road this playoff and did an absolutely phenomenal job beating three teams on the road, which he arguably was counted as the underdog for all three of those games. You have him now having a completely different team, and he has 10 times more weapons around him this Super Bowl run than he did last time. I mean, for him to be where he's at now, and on top of that, he would be leading to the Bucks to a Super Bowl win that they haven't seen since Chucky was down there coaching them with Warren Sapp and all them. And it would be the first time a Super Bowl team was at their home stadium and they won in Super Bowl Lord. There is nothing greater for him to put on his record right now to isolate him in the Hall of Fame as one of the greatest at the quarterback position. There's really nothing more he can do. That's literally the only thing. He's six for nine in Super Bowl appearances. This would make him 10 and seven. You can't get any better than that. If the Bucks win it, Tom Brady gets the MVP. JT? Who you got for MVP? So I kind of alluded to it earlier. For me, Tampa Bay, I'll start with it. Mark, I'm with you. It, it, for me, there's nobody really on that Kansas City team or on that uh, Tampa Bay team that really sticks out more than Brady. He's been in this situation before. He's been in the scenario before. The only one that really has been with him throughout the scenario is Gronk. And honestly, as much as... Gronk is a receiving target. He's honestly, he's become more of Brady's blocking target nowadays. And that's something we never really thought we'd say because honestly, it's it's a weird thought, but, but Brady really hasn't been targeting Gronk that much. And again, that that just feels weird to say. And it probably feels weird for the viewer or whoever or Honestly, for you two, for the viewer, whoever, that kind of feels weird to hear, too, probably, that Gronk isn't really Brady's number one target, especially if what we've been seeing in New England over the past couple of years, we all thought that Gronk was going to be the number one target again, but he's been more of a pass rusher or pass blocker now for Brady. He's been protecting Brady. So 
And honestly, Evans hasn't been targeted that much. And that that sucks because honestly, with a guy like Brady coming to the team, you figure Mike Evans would be getting a hell of a lot more targets. It's but really all he's been used for is one yard fades into the end zone on with his height. And honestly, like I said, I, I feel like Mike Evans should be targeted a hell of a lot more. And Antonio Brown, honestly, as much as he's my key to the key to the game, I don't think he's going to be in the running for MVP. I think he's definitely going to show up one way or another, but he's not going to do enough to get MVP. And really, when it comes to Brady, and I really hate saying this, when it comes to Brady in the Super Bowl, he honestly, he knows how to share the ball. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to target, and he knows when to target that person. So I got to go ahead. Like I said, I got to go with with, um, Tom Brady for my Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay Super Bowl MVP, but for the Kansas City Chiefs, as much as I want to go with Patrick Mahomes, like I said, I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to be that effective this year or as we saw him last year during the Super Bowl. Now, I'm not saying he's not going to have a great game, but I definitely think that his number one target it going to in Tyreek Hill is going to have a huge game. And honestly, I feel like Tyreek might catch for over 125, maybe over 150. That's a bull. Well, prediction, that's a little bit of a hot take, if you will. Well, but for me, I think in a game like this, I think Tyreek Hill can more than definitely do this. Is And especially considering in Kansas City's already faced off against Tampa Bay. Hey, and for me, like I said, it, Tyreek Hill knows how to have a big games, and he just he knows how to be there in clutch situations for the Kansas City Chiefs. And when they faced Tampa Bay, he was, I'll even read you the stat line once it loads up. Up, I believe he caught, what was it? Yeah, as it's loading up. And the game was in uh, Kansas City, or was in Tampa Bay. Oh, here it is. Is Last time they faced off in Tampa Bay, 13 receptions for 269 yards and three touchdowns. I honestly didn't even remember the stat. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, and then it pops up like that. If Tyreek Hill dropped 269 on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or back in week, I believe it was week 12, so a couple weeks ago even, if he didn't have a problem doing that in the regular season, I'm afraid to know what Tyreek's going to do in the postseason, more or less the Super Bowl if he dropped 269 yards against the Bucs. In Tampa Bay. Hey, so honestly, I'm going to go with Tyreek Kill for my Super Bowl MVP for the Chiefs. Well, as much as I want to go with Tyreek Hill because, you know, Devontae Smith won the Heisman, proved that wide receivers can do too. I'll keep it short and simple. Either quarterback. There's story. To me, the Super Bowl MVP caters more to whoever has a story behind them. And you look at the story, Brady is in his in his early 40s, moved from New England to, to Tampa Bay, led them to a Super Bowl in his first year under center there. They're going to they're gonna eat that story completely up. So obviously, I'm going to agree, it's a three-way sweep for Brady, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, for the Chiefs, Mahomes, the youngest quarterback to ever win back-to-back Super Bowls. He is getting paid. Dude is already cementing himself as a legend, and... 
if you ask me, I think Mahomes and Reed are going to look like the new Belichick and Brady. Storylines everywhere, and that's pretty much how it goes. But if you've made it this far, it's now time for the grand unveiling of who inside the three thinks is going to win the Super Bowl. We're going to start with Mark. Mark, lead the way. You're first off the bat. Who do you think is going to walk away Super Bowl champs? We, we, we've all made very good points about different these two teams going up in the in this matchup. J, JT, you bring, you bring up Tyreek Hill dropping 260 and change in the Bucks back in Week 12. Yeah, and, and didn't we just say the Bucks weren't supposed to be able to beat the Saints a couple weeks ago because they lost to the Saints twice in a row in the regular season? Mm. Kansas City is a completely different team this year. I've said it multiple times on the show. Kansas City, City is now more of an offense-reliant team instead of a balanced team that was showing up throughout the regular season, and it's shown once again in this postseason. Tampa Bay has everything firing all cylinders for them. They're coming together. They are one unit, and Tom Brady is at the helm. The Buccaneers make Super Bowl history and NFL history by being the first team to be the first appearance at home and win at home in the first appearance. Tampa Bay gets the win. Not more than two by two touchdown scores. It's going to be under a 14-point margin, but Tampa Bay does get the win. All right, we got one vote for Tampa. JT, who do you got? You know, a lot of people, they, 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 no matter how many years we do this show, oh, whether it's five years, whether it's 100 years, however long we decide to do this show, oh, and whoever we add on, this is going to be the biggest game we pick every single year. We'll always be the Super Bowl. Oh, oh, seriously. And I, I seriously mean that. At, all right, screw the other games that we pick. This game will always be the biggest game that we pick. All right, we could pick, honestly, Alabama could come to the NFL and we get to pick Alabama against Belichick and the Patriots. It's in an NCAA versus NFL game. But in reality, this is going to be the biggest game because these are the two teams that have everything to put on the line, that have worked their hardest, and have done everything. Now, I get it. If Brady doesn't necessarily lose to the same guy more than once. Once. All right, he lost twice to New Orleans. I get that. Then he beat Breeze. He beat he beat Aaron Rodgers twice. Ice. I get that. All right. And he already lost to who else? He already lost to Patrick Mahomes. All right. I get it. Seriously, I do. For me, it's simple. Tyreek Hill and the Chiefs are hungry, and so is Tom Brady in the Bucks. All right? For me, it's something I said at the beginning of the year that I'm sticking by. Bruce Aarons is not pulling a John Gruden. Okay? Hey, I'm sorry. E. And for... Fans who don't know what reference I'm making, it's simple. Bruce Aarons was given this team. Okay? Bruce Aarons was given the tools to make a court, to make the Super Bowl, and win the Super Bowl. Oh, and literally, all he had to do was just hold a laminated sheet of paper right in front of his face. Ace, that's all he had to do. 
Ooh. And all these quotes he's saying, he let Brady coach. That's something Belichick never did. It, he's saying that, oh, he, he, he can hang up there with some of the best coaches in the NFL right now. Oh, he's saying that he's better than Belichick. You're not. You're legitimately just the guy that they decided, hey, we can pick this guy up cheap for a coaching salary, salary or for a head coaching salary. That's all they said. If Tampa Bay really wanted to, who you think that they wouldn't have waited for Urban Meyer? You think that Urban Meyer wouldn't come to Tampa Bay? Hey, you think that honestly they couldn't go out there, maybe get a Dabo Sweeney from the NCAA? You think that any of the top NCAA court coaches wouldn't have died to come and pick up this team? No. Oh, the reason they stayed in the NCAA is because they knew they had a dynasty working and they wanted one more year with that dynasty. And for me, it's simple. Oh, I love Tom. I think Tom Brady, he is phenomenal. Honestly, we've praised him a lot this year. I seriously, he as, as much as I give shit for Brady, he, for him being 43 and doing what he's doing right now, honestly, my hat's off to him. Him. Seriously. I mean that. Hey, Antonio Brown has had an unbelievable comeback story he, for all the shit that he pulled. Old. But for me, it comes down to what I said Ed, in the beginning. And I'm keeping by my word. Bruce Aarons is not winning the Super Bowl. He is not pulling a John Gruden with Tampa Bay. Hey, So for me, Jake, biggest game of the year that we pick, pick you get to play Peacemaker. I'm going with Kansas City. Hey, simply because of the fact that Andy Reid wants more rings. He knows what it's like. He's been there before. Or as much as he loves those buffets, he's in the White House. And as much as people give him shit for the fat jokes and everything, and I get I just made one. Andy Reid wants to be taken seriously as a head coach. And how the hell does he get taken seriously as a head coach? By winning rings, apparently. Apparently, that's how we judge a head coach. So, oh, damn it. If it's not for Andy Reid. In the Kansas City Chiefs, and if it's also not for Andy Reid saying a couple weeks ago, I'm playing this game like there is no, I'm playing this game because there is no tomorrow. Oh, honestly, he Aaron hasn't said anything like that. Hey, Andy Reid's ready to win another Super Bowl. I'm going with the Chiefs. I honestly didn't think I'd be playing Peacemaker tonight. I honestly didn't think I'd be playing Peacemaker tonight for the biggest game of all time. Now, I know my voice is small compared to the millions of other ones, but I feel very humbled that I get to pick this. And we got Mark picking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We got the J- there we got JT picking the Chiefs to repeat as champions. Let's make this a little dramatic. My pick for Super Bowl 57, or excuse me, 55, I'm getting way ahead of myself, is... Well, before we do that, let's... Let's say this. I want to thank you everybody for listening. You know, it's been great having you for the season. Uh, it's from week one. It's been a very dramatic season with lots of interesting content to talk about. Um, but I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in each week here on Anchor, Spotify, or wherever you may be listening to. But with that being said, my pick, Super Bowl 55, Bucks Chiefs. Hold on, I got. I gotta say, go follow our Twitter it three show. Go check out our website. It's now JJM Sports Dash Media because we got more content coming. So you want to check that out? Okay, I'll stop. 
I'll stop fucking around now because I know y'all are waiting and you've waited long enough. My pick, Super Bowl 55. Brady Mahomes, Chiefs, Bucks, Reed versus Arians. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This team is solidified. I know they gave Bruce Arians a lot to pick from. I know that he was given the tools. He was given a great defense. He was given a lot of this. But I think Bruce Arians is going to go down as one of the most underrated coaches in NFL history, stemming from his days as a coordinator. He's been proficient no matter where he's gone to. So, and then you look at Tom Brady. The saga's right there. He knows how to work. And I know what you're going to say, JT. You're going to text in that group chat when the Chiefs are up. I don't know. 17 to nothing at halftime, if that's the possible case. But Tom Brady always finds a way to get back. He always does. And with his tools, I think he will. So with that being said, that's the picks. Let's go to our hot takes to end the show. The final in-season show of IT3 for the 2020-21 uh, season. Mark, hit us with that white hot take. All right, so I'm going to look at cumulative scores for both teams, right? So I'm going to say that the final cumulative score is going to be less than 55, somewhere between either 36 to 39 or 50 to 54. It is not going to be a cumulative score of anywhere in the 40s. It is either going to be somewhere in the high 30s or the low 50s, under 55. And we've had Super Bowls in the past that have gone real high scoring. We have Super Bowls who have just absolutely choked and can't put up points. Super Bowl 53, one of my favorites out there, Rams, Patriots, great defensive matchup. This is going to be a Super Bowl where it's going to be one or the other. You can't have it both ways. Which one is it going to be? We'll wait and see. JT, your final hot take of the season? So for my hot, final hot take of the season, it's actually going to go ahead and it's it, it's going to revolve around the NFL draft. And this is something that I honestly have been waiting for for a while. Well, and honestly, I've kind of been thinking about it. My hot take is this. I honestly think that this year, or and I'm kind of just I'm I'm skimming over or the NFL draft, thinking about what could potentially happen. And honestly, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars go ahead. I think they get a deal for the number one overall pick. Pick. Now, what is that deal? Oh, might you ask? Honestly, for me. Looking at teams that honestly need a quarterback and everything like that and who have been desperate over the past couple of years to get into the playoffs. Honestly, I'm going to go ahead and let's let's say it like this. I'm going to go with the Washington football team trade up for the number one overall pick. Now, that that's going to be controversy because everybody's going to be saying, well, what about Alex Smith? What about this? What about that? The question is going to be, is Alex Smith going to be willing to resign? I mean, and honestly, I think this number one overall pick trade, and honestly, me giving you the Washington football team, that was just me giving you all a team. I don't know who's going to trade for it, but I have a heavy feeling it's going to happen. And, and, and honestly, it's going to be a heavy pick. So for me, I'm going with the Jacksonville Jaguars trading that number one overall pick 
and I'll even throw it a little bit more spicier. I think they throw. I think they trade that number one overall pick on draft day. Hey, so that's what I'm going for. As for a hot take, number one overall pick traded for the first time in a long time. I think that'd be interesting to see, and especially with Washington. But it'd be interesting to see what they do, especially with Heineke at the helm, seeing if they trade up for a better pick. I'm gonna go with my hot take. I already said the Bucks were or win the Super Bowl. This is gonna be a very, very, very weird hot take, considering all the rumors. But Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl. I think he calls it a career, not citing health problems or anything. Just you know, he's teasing everybody, saying he's gonna play again, play till he's 45. But I think he's gonna realize it, saying now is gonna be where. Everything you know, this was the one chance that he had to really make an impact, and with all the tools, this 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 season couldn't have gone any better for him. So I think he's going to ride off a winner, ride off an elite quarterback, and be that quarterback that everybody knows that he is, and he's going to retire a winner. But those are our hot takes. Super Bowl Fifty Five this Sunday, live from Tampa, and it features the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. We want to thank you all for tuning in this season to IT3. We're still going to produce episodes after the season's over, but we don't know. We still got to talk it out, see how often we're going to be posting, considering there's no games to do. So if you want to be the first to know what we're going to do, you got to follow us on Twitter at IT3Show and go to jjm-sports-media.com and you'll see updates from us, get the latest on football and we are even starting a baseball podcast that'll be my show it's called red stitch radio i already got a few interviews lined up for that but if you want to know who's doing that you got to be on our website but for this show we're going to still produce content in the off season you just got to follow along with us on social media and you can also follow it3 show on instagram and on facebook and you'll be the first to receive updates on when we're going to be uploading shows and we ask that you please continue subscribing to us and spreading the word of it3 on social media but for the final time this season we're signing off i've been jake along with jt and mark and we'll see who wins the final game of 2020 2021 in just a few days from tampa florida for the final time this season you've been inside the three